Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome back to the I'm Not Fine Show again. We are going to dive deep into another phenomenal subject on hormones, thyroid, and exercise and what does that look like so welcome to the show i hope you're ready for for the right and get your notebooks ready because i'm going to give you a lot of information today and also key takeaways and steps that you can take to start your journey or maybe you need to shift a little bit how you are exercising because it may be time for you to shift and do things a little bit different if you're frustrated with not seeing the changes that you want to be seeing in your body, but also sometimes we're doing too much and we need to scale back a little bit. So I'm going to dive into some of the nuances of exercise and what that even looks like when you're on this healing journey, because of course, exercise is important. There's all different kinds of exercise that we're going to be talking about and all kinds of exercise that people do, but sometimes we need to take a step back and go, what is really going to work for me? Now, I've been a personal trainer for a very long time. I started my health career in personal training before I went into any kind of nutrition or holistic health. Um, and when I started out as a personal trainer, so I, I went to training school for six months in person, best time of my life. It was so amazing because I had never really been inside a gym before where I had been like here and there, but I didn't understand like how to use machines. I didn't know how to, how to like, you know, work my body muscle, like what works, what, how to structure a workout. It was more just like, more or less just like, Hey, I'm going to the gym and move my body, but I knew nothing, like basically nothing. And so when I went to training school, I like soaked every minute up and it was so incredibly amazing. It was like I watched my body. So I was a marathon runner before I was a personal trainer. So I ran a half marathon. That's actually how I got started into health and fitness is I started running. So I ran like 5Ks first, three miles and or three what is it 3.55 miles something like that four five k's and then a friend of mine introduced me to marathon running she's like I think you'd be a really good marathon runner so I started training for a marathon ran a half marathon and that was actually really easy so for me it was more or less like hey I'm gonna do this to like challenge myself set a goal challenge myself and then achieve that goal so the half marathon was really easy for me and then I was like, well, if I can do a half marathon, I can certainly do a full marathon. And so I trained for a full marathon, but that's double. That's like 26 miles. Like, uh, it was like way more time for training. And I got like bored. I was like, <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? Like, this is terrible. But with that being said, I committed to it. I said, I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to complete it. Whatever happens after that, happens after that. 
So I ran the football hall of fame marathon and it was, you know, it's in Ohio, the middle of June, it was hot and humid and rainy the day that I did it. And I completed that in like four hours and 20 minutes, which was like longer than what I wanted it to be, but it was a miserable day. And, but I completed it and I got done with that marathon and I was like, I will never do that again. <laughs> so fast forward a few years later, I was still running just like short distance. I did some 5Ks and stuff like that because running is what I knew what to do. So then I moved to Arizona and I had a career change and I had always wanted to go into personal training. And when I went to Arizona, I got into personal training and I had a chance to go to a school that was in person and I wanted to I want hands on training. So I did that for six months and I watched my body go from just like a skinny, no muscular body to transform to a completely different shape because of strength training. But I also got addicted to hit training. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to pay attention to the different types of phases that I went through and what that did for me. So marathon training and running and running and running allowed me to pretty much eat whatever I wanted and never gain a pound. I got so incredibly skinny. When I ran my full marathon, I I, I ran the full marathon and and then I got engaged two weeks later. And then four months later, I got married and I didn't have to do any kind of training or anything to prepare for my wedding dress because I was, I was already so skinny. But I will tell you one thing. I still like I wasn't happy with the shape. I, I was looking for a specific shape and I, I wasn't happy with that. And my, my legs were like, like I was, I call them beanstalks. Like they were so skinny and I didn't like that. Um, I, I'm not a fan of like just skinny. I need like shape and some muscle. Like that's what I want is I need to be able to protect myself. And so when I, when I went to training school, my body had never been introduced to proper weight training and structured weight training and how to do that and muscle activation. So when I went in there and, I, and then every day that I went to went in, I sat there or we went to the gym for two hours every single day and we got to learn and then we got to teach before we went even went into the classroom. It was the best thing ever. So I soaked everything up and I challenged my body. Now, here's something that I want you to, to pay attention to. If your body has never um, done any kind of weight training and it, strength training, whatever the case may be, if you've never done those kinds of things and you all of a sudden start, watch what happens. Your body will actually very quickly gain muscle. So I gained muscle so fast when I was doing that. I got stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where I was squatting like 400, almost 400 pounds on a back squat. I mean, that was like more than double my weight. <laughs> and it's like, that's insane. So I, I remember my, my instructor was like, how, how did you do that? Like, how, who are you? And my nickname at school turned into beastly. Like I was called beastly because my, I just like put my mind to it and, 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 
did it. Like I said, this is what I, so every week, so there's like a group of, group of women that were in uh, the same class and all of the women always wanted to like compete with me. And they're like, I'm going to catch you, Lizzie. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to be squatting as much as you are. Okay. No, you're not. Cause next week I'm going to go up. So none of them ever caught up to me. And then it went to, I went to like pull-ups and I was like, I really want to learn how to do pull-ups. So one week I put my mind to it and I said, okay, in about a week or two, I want to be able to do just hanging body weight pull-ups. I want to be able to do, do that because not a lot of women can. And so every day I would go to the gym and I would just hang there and practice the muscle memory and how to actually properly use your back to do a pull-up. And by day three, I was doing pull-ups, <laughs> like body weight pull-ups. And they're like, it was like the best day of my life. Like I did like one pull-up and I jumped down and I like screamed and the entire gym was like, what is happening? I'm like, I just did a pull-up. Um, so those, those are phases that your body can, can go through. And so one of the things that happened is I completely changed the shape of my body. I gained muscle and got much, much stronger. In the meantime, while I was doing that, I was also losing body fat. So sometimes people think that they can't gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time, but that's actually false because I want you to think about this. So if, you, if you've ever heard the term fat or muscle weighs more than fat, that's actually false because a pound is a pound, but muscle takes up less space than fat. So it takes much more muscle volume, like it's in volume. So the volume of fat it takes to get to a pound is a much bigger volume than muscle. So when you gain muscle, you shrink body fat. That's what should be happening because you're turning that fat into muscle, right? Or you're boosting your metabolism while you're gaining muscle. Your metabolism is firing up because the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism. The more muscle you have, the more water and the more food you need in order to maintain it. So if I tell people how much how many calories I need on a daily basis to just maintain where I'm at, they'll be like, what? I'm like, yeah, because I have muscle. So those are those are things that you need, basic things that you need to understand. Now, then the next phase that I want to walk you through here is even though I did that, the other thing that I, I just loved exercise. I loved the way it made me feel. I loved learning. I loved the science and the, and the anatomy of the body. How do we connect the dots? All of those things. So I loved all of that. But I want you to understand that there's changes and shifts that happen with the body. I'm teaching you these things right now because I want you to understand those things when I get into more of the hormones and the thyroid part of things here, because you have to understand the foundation. So what I did there is after all of the strength training and learning all of that, one of the things that I really got into was HIIT training. Like I was so addicted to HIIT training. Now, here's the thing. Some people compete with others. I don't. I compete with myself. And there is a difference because if you're competing with others, you're only seeing if you can 
beat them. Now, there's healthy competition and there's nothing wrong with that. But one of the things that I always did, and I've watched myself do this over the years, and that was with marathon training, and it was in the gym. And now, like, I can do it in my personal life, and I can do it in my business. Like, I challenge myself, but I I, I compete with myself because I want to see, like, what I'm capable of. So it's putting yourself in places where, on purpose, you put yourself in places where you're uncomfortable, okay? Because you don't grow unless you're uncomfortable. You don't grow in your comfort zone. That is the same thing in the gym. If you're only moving your body in a way it's like, yeah, you know, this feels good. I'm not uncomfortable. It's not painful. I'm not sore. What are you what are you doing? Like if you're just like on the treadmill walking and that's it. Like you're not like actually like pushing your body to work a little bit harder. The head will get in way in the way of the body. Let me explain this. Many times our mind will try to convince us and get us to not do something or to do something. And it gets in the way of the body and the heart. The body and the heart. The head gets in the way. So an example is two nights ago. I was like, I'm tired. I haven't moved my body. I haven't worked out. But I'm tired because I was working all day. I know I need to go to a gym. But I'm so tired. Like I'm really not in the mood. But I had committed to myself that morning. I had said, I'm going to go to the gym. So I said, you know what? I need to follow through with my commitment. I'm going to go anyway because I know what it can make me feel like. So I I make myself go to the gym. And I listen to my body. Like, what is my body telling me that it wants? And so I, I follow through with that. And I'm going to tell you something. It was one of the best workouts ever. I lifted heavier than I had lifted in a long time. And I felt absolutely amazing when I got out of there. So that is one way that you get your head out of your body and out of your heart's way. Is you got to say sometimes, I'm tired because I'm not moving my body. And I actually need to go move my body in order to get energy. Now, listen, there's a healthy balance that has to happen with that. Because when we talk about hormones and thyroid and adrenal fatigue, that do or die mindset may not be beneficial. So I want you to be aware of that because there's a lot of fitness, health and fitness gurus that, you know, are macho pacho. And they're just like, you just do it every day and you've gone home and it's all or nothing. And that got me in trouble. I'll tell you how that got me in trouble when we come back from the break, because I got to go to my first break here. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about a little bit about that and why do or die or all or nothing mindset can actually hurt you and how that that hurts me and my health. And eventually I it caught up with me and I had to go through an entire reconstructive healing protocol in order to actually recover from that so guys don't go anywhere we'll be right back after the break i'm lizzie Anz, your host on the i'm not fine show on the inspired choices network we often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good wellness is about feeling good and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us 
Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, you guys. I hope you guys are having an amazing time learning about exercise because that is another one of my true passions. Now, before I continue, I want to invite you in. If you are someone that is struggling with thyroid and hormones and gut health and autoimmune issues, PCOS, infertility, all of those things, those are the things that I work with. The people that come to me are struggling with really, really deep things that their doctor is no longer helping them with or just kind of ignoring. I put a post out this week about um, thyroid hormones and autoimmune, and I had so many people comment and go, wow, like I really need your help because I'm stuck. I've been on levothyroxine, which is a thyroid medication for this amount of years. It doesn't make me feel any better. And my doctor won't do anything about it. There's something else going on or thyroidectomy or hormone imbalance, like all of those things. And the one thing that you need to remember is that if you're having these issues and they're not digging deeper, there's something else going on. And that is exactly what I do. I run labs. I run tests. We get to the root of what is really going on. And then I help you understand how to fuel and nourish your body with nutrition and supplementation and exercise and sleep and water, because it's an entire foundation. It's an entire system that has to be looked at. That is what I do. And if you are in this place, I want you to go into the show notes and grab my calendar link to book a consultation, book a spot, and let's get you feeling better. I do group coaching, and I and I keep that group pretty small. And then I do one-on-one coaching for those people that don't like to be in a group. That's fine. I have many people in that one. And then I have people in the group. And then I also have another option where if you're someone that's like, hey, I don't want to do the coaching, the mentoring for X amount of time, like the minimum of 12 weeks, I just want some lap done with the treatment plan, I have that option as well. And so you can do that. Think of it as going to a doctor and you're getting lab work done and they're telling you like what's wrong. Well, what I do is I, I actually do very in-depth lab work 
And then we sit down and we look at what is it that is going on. And then I, I create a treatment plan for you and say, hey, this is what we need to do nutritionally, supplementation, exercise, all of those things. And then it's, you know, you, you move on and you do those things on your own, but you get that treatment plan with it versus just saying, here's your diagnosis and medication. So I, I just want to invite you guys to go do that. If you are in that place of desperation and you need that help, because I want to help you feel better and you deserve to feel better and have answers to what's going on. Let's get back to the exercise part. So after I like fell in love with, with the training and strength training and watching my body transform, like I said, I got addicted to HIIT training. So I got into this place where I felt like if I'm not throwing in like burpees and jump rope and mountain climbers and things that are like HIIT training that make my body like sweat like crazy, make my heart rate go up like crazy, um, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. So I got addicted to that and it got so bad and I didn't know it was an addiction. I just thought, hey, I'm working out harder. Good. Great. It's better. I need to work out harder. I felt like I needed to like um, kill my body. Like that's what I needed. <laughs> and I, I felt like that was the result that I needed. That's what I was looking for. And it got so bad that I got into burnout. Now, burnout is really, really um, important to pay attention to. And it's very common. So one day I went into this boot camp class and we learned how to do boot camp. And I was a very good boot camp instructor, like actually pretty amazing at boot camp instructing. And my my instructor noticed that. But when I was in the class to go through a boot camp, I like gave everything that I had. And it got so bad that one day I almost passed out in a class. And I was like, what's going on? Like, my body's not keeping up. I was probably under eating too. Who knows? I didn't track my calories back then. And my instructor pulled me out of the class and he goes, Lizzie, you're done. You can't do any more exercise today and you can't do any exercise for the next week. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you almost passed out in class. Here, here's some orange juice. And I was like, I don't want orange juice, that's sugar. And he goes, no, you need orange juice. You need sugar because your blood sugars are too low and you have moved or you have worked your body to the point of it can't keep up anymore. So it's called burnout. And I was like, and so that was another lesson that I had to learn while I was in school. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. He's like, no, it's real. So I had to recover because I literally physically, my mind wanted to do it, but physically my body couldn't do it. So I recovered from that. And then after I was done with training school, I I went and I trained at the small studio and I was a trainer there for six years. But while I was there, I, I just loved exercise, did it all the time. And I was at this place where I felt like if I don't work out six or seven days a week, it wasn't good enough. So I couldn't go a day without any kind of exercise like that in the gym. Now, I believe that you need to move your body every single day, but that could be walking, that could be yoga, that could be stretching, that could be, hey, get your feet outside on the ground, like it could be any of those things. It doesn't mean that you need to like kill yourself every single day at the gym. And I was having a hard time recovering. Like I would get injured all the time and I was tired all the time and I I, uh, this was before I had, had my kiddo. So then I had my kiddo and that like changed everything. 
but it wasn't until I was about nine months postpartum, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And then about six months later, I got diagnosed with autoimmune Hashimoto's and I had lots of gut issues. I had about a hundred different food sensitivities. I was extremely sensitive to gluten and dairy to the point of as soon as I had dairy, I would like get a drippy nose, sinus infections. And if I had too much gluten, I would get migraines. And I was like, how is this possible? Like someone that like works out as much as they do, someone that eats as healthy as they do, I prioritize sleep and water. Like how the heck do I have hypothyroidism? How do I have autoimmune? Like what is happening? How, how is it possible that I have all these food sensitivities and gut issues? My candida levels were like through the roof. And of course, there's like other factors to it too. So like hypothyroidism has to do with your mental and emotional health. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but when someone has hypothyroidism and specifically also Hashimoto's, that's a suppression of the voice. So it's like, you're not speaking up. You're not um, using your voice. You're suppressing things down. You're probably a people pleaser. Those are things that can start happening when or when you do those things and you're a people pleaser, hypothyroidism can stem from that because your thyroid lives in here, right? So like part of your vocal cords. And when you're not using your voice, well, guess what happens? Thyroid gets inflamed. You start having these um, autoimmune issues going on. A whole list of things can start happening. So that was a massive wake up call for me. I started to shift how I was working out and I actually scaled things back and I was started doing far less cardio and I did less HIIT training. I actually had to cut HIIT training out for a while because of my adrenals and the thyroid, like I just couldn't keep up. And um, I'm primarily just focused on um, incline walking or walking and strength training. And when I shifted from that, my hormones and my thyroid actually started to level out and my adrenals started to uh, behave again. And I was able to get stronger and also see better results at the gym. So here's what I mean by that. More is not always better. If you are someone that's like, hey, I'm going to do HIIT training, F45, Orange Theory, um, all the high intensity stuff, and you're like, I'm doing that five, six days a week, but I'm not seeing results, nothing is shifting, uh, I mean, you should be like, if you're doing that, you should be like ripped, like, hey, I'm doing this all the time. Um, but if you're if you're not seeing the results, there's something else going on. And it could be that you are under eating and it's not enough that supporting the actual amount of energy that you're expending and putting out there and what you're putting your body through. It could be that or it could be that your hormones and your thyroid are already off and your adrenals are in the pits. So like your cortisol is all over the place and your adrenals can't keep up. So your body's going to hold on to the fat that it already is storing. So it doesn't feel safe. 
The other thing that can happen is if you are exercising that much all the time and you're not eating enough, you're not replenishing what you're putting out. And that is what can start damaging your endocrine system as well because you're depleting. So your body starts to recognize this, that you don't have enough energy because calories equals energy. Always remember that calories equals energy. And if you're not replenishing your body with enough food to replenish what you have expended with exercise, because if you're doing a lot of HIIT training, you're expending a lot. Like that's a lot of taxing on your body. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Very, very beneficial. You just have to do it smart and make sure you're not overdoing it. And then you have to make sure you're, you're replenishing your body with the right nutrients and enough nutrients. I cannot tell you how many people come to me, specifically women, and they are doing the exact same thing where they are doing all the things. They're going to the gym, they're getting their workouts in, they're running, doing all the things, but yet nothing is shifting. And it isn't until we look at how much are they actually eating and how does that match up with how much they're moving their body? I have a handful of women right now that are in my group program, and nearly all of them have increased their calories to match their energy expenditure. And by doing so, they're losing weight. And everybody's like, how is this even possible? Like, how does this work? How do you lose weight by eating more? I'm like, you're matching your energy, your body's energy expenditure. Like you need that. And so you just have to be aware of those things is that sometimes you have to take a step back and go, okay, what is actually a healthy balance here? And not assume and think that just because you are doing lots of head and a lot of exercise, that that's the only answer. Exercise is only about maybe 10% of your success. What you do the rest of the day is even more important. That is actually one of the first things that I recognized when I started working as a trainer at the gym. I was so excited to be training as a trainer. Loved it. Loved the exercise, loved teaching people, loved helping people. But I realized within the first month of working as a trainer that it is a small fraction of the success of the client. So if I only see a client 30 minutes or an hour a day for their workout, and they go home, they go to work, I don't know what they're eating, I don't know how much they're eating, I don't know if they're drinking water, that hour that I saw them was great. But what they do the rest of the day was going to be so much more important than just that workout, which is why I would see people sometimes come in and if the only thing that we were working together on was exercise and we didn't look at nutrition or any of those things, I would see these people come in and six months later, they still look the same because they hadn't changed anything else. The exercise part can be the easy part. The hard part may be changing what you're eating and how much you're eating. And if those habits don't change, don't waste your time. Now, I'm not saying that going to the gym and moving your body is a waste, but make it count. Make that time that you are at the gym moving your body or maybe you're doing workouts at home. Make that time work for you. 
What do I mean by making that time work for you? If you are working out for 30 minutes or an hour a day or at a time, make sure that the rest of your day works for you. And you make that time last longer than what you just had at the gym. That's really, really important. So you don't want to go to the gym and then like go home through Dairy Queen or McDonald's and be like, all right, well, I worked out. Let me go have a milkshake or a McDonald's burger and fries. You're not making that workout and that time work for you longer. So you want to make sure that you do that. All right, guys, we got to go to our next break here. But when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation on what are some things that you may need to start doing if you want to start supporting your hormones better, your thyroid, if you have adrenal fatigue. What does that even look like? What do you need to be doing? So I'm going to dive into that a little bit more when we come back. So guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lucy Anz, your host on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to go into this next section to give you guys some actionable steps on what you may want to do. So I'm going to give you some scenarios here. So let's talk about adrenal fatigue first. Something that is really, really common for people that have done tons of HIIT training in their life, I've seen this over and over and over, is if they've been doing HIIT type of training for years and years, eventually that has led to adrenal fatigue where it's like, hey, I used to get results doing this, but now I don't anymore. I'm actually gaining weight. And you, if you're doing that type of exercise and you haven't really changed anything else, but you start gaining weight, that is your first sign that something is off. Your body can only keep up for so long. Always remember that. Like you don't see, if you start HIIT training now and you're like, 
I feel amazing. This is what I love doing. And you do it every day. You do it all the time. Your body looks and feels great, but you're not taking proper rest. Just know one thing. The effects that you're going to feel from that that are long-term, they're not going to show up right away. So you could potentially be doing HIIT training for like two years and you don't start getting into adrenal fatigue after, you know, two to three years of doing that. So just keep that in mind. Like the a disease doesn't show up like that. It doesn't show up right away. It takes time to build up. And the body's also, like I said, really, really smart. It will... Um, Try to keep it always like works on keeping you alive. The body's so smart in keeping you alive. You should be thanking your body every single day that it's keeping you alive. So those diseases don't show up right away. You don't notice it right away. But if your body is sending you signals, you need to start paying attention. So let's say, for example, you have been doing HIIT training for that long, and all of a sudden you, you're noticing that your body fat is going up. Maybe you have more belly fat. Maybe you're gaining some fat around your arms and your hips. Well, when you start noticing those types of things, there's two things that can cause belly fat to go up. Cortisol, excess amounts of cortisol, so it's called the cortisol belly, or estrogen, estrogen dominance. So estrogen lives in our fat cells. That's why women are supposed to have a little bit higher body fat than men. Men can get away with much lower body fat because they have more testosterone. They're not supposed to have high estrogen levels and they need adequate amounts of testosterone. Women do too, but women need to have a higher amount of estrogen level. So we, so the curves that women have and the little more fat on the hips and the butt and the arms, like, that's healthy for hormones. When I was at my leanest, like I was just having this conversation with someone this morning, like I, you know, I was walking around looking like a statue because I was so ripped. I had a six pack and everything. I wasn't really trying, but that was, um, and not to sound arrogant or anything, but I really wasn't. I was breastfeeding at the time and my child like sucked all the nutrients out of me <laughs> from breastfeeding. And then my thyroid and my hormones were just like all over the place. But my estrogen dropped really, really low. So that my testosterone, but my estrogen was so low. So if you see someone, if you see a woman that has really low body fat, let's say they're at 14 or 12 or 10% body fat, that's not a healthy place to be long-term. Now, I'm not saying that you can't, you know, work on achieving that for a short period of time, but long-term, that's not healthy. That is why so many women that have competed for years, like they've done all the comp the fitness competitions, like bikini and all those, they end up having fertility issues. A lot of those women have fertility issues. And the reason for that is, is various reasons. But one of the reasons is body fat. If you have your body consistently at that low amount of body fat, a lot of women lose their periods because they don't have enough body fat to support the hormones to keep the period cycle going. And if you do that long enough, eventually now we're going to start having fertility issues because you need adequate amounts of estrogen and progesterone and testosterone to get pregnant and then also stay pregnant. So you can try to achieve a 14% body fat or 12% body fat and hang out there for a bit.
But it's not advised to be there for long periods of time because eventually it's going to lead into other things. So if you are someone that has adrenal fatigue, one of the best things that you can do to, to start like the healing journey of adrenals is to introduce daily walking because you do you still need movement uh, but introducing daily walking that's not strenuous and taxing on the adrenals and then maybe doing two to three days of weightlifting what do i mean by weightlifting you're not throwing in like burpees and jump rope and mountain climbers and like those hit type movements no, you're going to the gym and you're lifting some weights or moving your body. If you've never done weight training, you should probably start with body weight. And you move your body in that way. It's actually far less taxing on your adrenals. So if you do two to three days of that and then you start and then you introduce walking, it could be incline walking, it could be walking outside. Highly, highly recommend getting outside and getting sun on your face in your body like if you're living where it's cold and gloomy maybe get one of those um it's called like a natural vitamin d light and get like bright light on your face in the morning that can be really really helpful um but just getting fresh air on your uh face and your body as well like i did this story the other day where i shared with my audience i said listen one of the best things you can do for your adrenals and cortisol circadian rhythm is to get outside. Like in the morning, you get bright light onto your face and then to go um, walking and, uh, and putting your bare feet on the ground. And I said, I don't care if it's cold. Like walking outside when it's cold is actually really good for you. It's so good for you. And we don't like being uncomfortable, right? Like I talked about being uncomfortable, but... That's one of the best things for you is getting outside even when it's cold. So don't be afraid of the cold. Put your gloves on. Put your earmuffs on. Go outside, whether it's walking, chalking, going for a little run. You'd be amazed. Like I even remember in my times when I was growing up, still in the Amish community, we weren't allowed to just go running, just go run. I mean, we worked, we worked outside all the time. But we walked to school three miles one way in the morning, three miles back in the afternoon. And I still remember the feeling of sometimes we would run in the cold. And that's just the refreshing feeling that it actually gave you to be outside. And then sometimes running, doing that, it actually made you feel really, really good. So don't forget that. Like air inside gets stagnant. We have to get outside for fresh air. Now, if you're someone that has Hashimoto's, an autoimmune uh, disease going on and hypothyroidism, you want to be really, really smart with your exercise as well. Trying to do lots of cardio and lots of HIIT may not be smart for you. Now, you may be able to get away with one day a week where you're doing uh, HIIT training or two days a week of some sprints and stuff. Now, there was a time in my life where I could not do any kind of cardio. Every time that I would do a workout or I would do cardio, it would take me so long to recover. I would crash. And this was in the beginning stages of hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's for me. So I had to adjust how I did things. And I, you know, at the t uh, before that, I was I had gotten back into running outside and I loved it. I would put my kid in a stroller, go for a run. Loved it. 
Um, but it probably wasn't very smart because it costs more damage. So I had to scale things back and go, okay, this isn't actually helping me, it's hurting me. So I adjusted how I did things. When I was at like 14% body fat, like people look at me and I, I was like the smallest I'd ever been. And people look at me and like, wow, like you are just like ripped. Guess what? I was also the sickest at that time because of my hormones. So after I stopped breastfeeding, um, I intentionally put on weight. Like I needed to get my body fat up so that my hormones started can start regulating and like it completely changed my energy, my sleep, how I felt, how I recovered, my strength at the gym, like all of that changed because I was able to start regulating my hormones again. And um, I had to bump up like my body fat a little bit, but I'll tell you a story. So I recently did this in body scan and this is what people need to understand. Recently I did another in body scan. I did an in body scan a couple of years ago and this was like, so there's visceral fat and then there's body fat. Visceral fat is the fat around your organs. When I did my in body scan before it, it checks your visceral fat, body fat, muscle weight, your weight, your water weight, and it shows like proportionately where you're at. And I was at like 2% visceral fat, which is like, that's like athlete level. Like the guy that did the scan for me was like, wow, you have like visceral fat of an athlete. That's how lean I was. And I was at like 14% body fat and uh, at my lowest weight I had ever been. So two years later, I just a few weeks ago, I do another in-body scan. And um, I know I knew that my body fat was higher and I knew that this, the number on the scale was higher. You know that because your clothes fit differently. You There's certain clothes that maybe you can't wear anymore, but I had done that intentionally. But what was really, really interesting is even though I was like 20 pounds hot heavier than what I had been at my smallest, um, I was only up 5% in body fat, 5%. So a huge amount of the weight that I put on was actually muscle. I did up my body fat a little bit, but I put way more muscle on than what I put fat on and I needed to get my fat up. So um, the reason that my hormones started to regulate better and I started to feel better and I got my testosterone levels from like 11 to 41 like into my 40s actually I didn't remember the exact number but I was able to naturally get my testosterone to go from like a debilitating 11 into my 40s naturally just by intentionally focusing on what I needed to do exercise wise and nutrition wise sleep water relationships stress, all of those things, get that up and get it into a healthy range. Very, very, very important. A lot of these things can be addressed naturally. You just have to know and understand how. But now I'm at this place where I'm kind of like, eh, I feel like I want to like bring a, see if I can bring a little bit of cardio back in because I like the feeling of sprints and stuff like that. So I may slowly start bringing it back in just to see how I feel. We got to go to our last break here. We, 
this has been this has been super fun for me to dive into but we gotta get to go to our last break and finish this this show off with with some more to-do lists here so guys don't go anywhere we'll be right back after the break we often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good wellness is about feeling good and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, real quick. Uh, once again, recap, we've been talking about protein or we've been talking about exercise for um, our hormones, our thyroid, what that may look like. And also just want to invite you in again. If you are someone that's in this place of being stuck and you don't know what to do and what your next step is, let's take the confusion out. Work with someone that can help you, whether that's me or someone else in the profession. Um, but get some help so you can stop throwing darts at the wall. If you want to work with me or see what that would even look like, book a consultation with me with the link in, in the show notes. Also, whatever platform you are listening to, whether it is Spotify, Apple, YouTube, the ICN app, wherever it is, leave a review there. Really, really appreciate it if you do. Let us know how you're liking it and also share it with your friends because the more we get this information out there, in uh, in front of people, the more people we can help. Now, I want to take you through just a couple more steps that you can start taking. If you are in this place, I want to remind you, if you are in this place of um, feeling like you have to kill yourself in order to see results, but you're still not seeing results, you really have to evaluate like how you're doing things. These are some things that you really need to, to pay attention to. What is your nutrition like? That is such a big piece of how you can support your exercise. So if you're not eating enough protein, number one, and you're not eating enough calories, really, really start honing in on that. Now, if you're like, wow, protein's gonna make me bulky. No, protein doesn't make you bulky. Trust me, protein boosts your metabolism and so many more other things, which reminds me, I have, I'm putting together a free protein push challenge that I'm going to be doing next month. So please keep your eyes peeled in your emails, on my social media for that, because I'm going to be pushing that out because we want you to understand how to best get protein into your system, what's even adequate, why that's helpful. I'm going to teach you all that in the five-day protein push challenge. So please keep keep your eyes peeled for that. Now, exercise-wise, if you're not doing anything yet, Start with walking. Absolutely start with walking. Every single day, you got 30 minutes, go do a walk, whether it's inside or outside, just make it happen. If you are walking already and you need to start bringing in some some uh, 
exercise in terms of workouts, strength training, whatever they may it may be. If you've never strength trained, you should start with body weight. Now, the other thing that I have is if you're someone that's like, I really don't know how to exercise and I don't know where to start and I need a program to follow. Don't just go on Instagram and, and TikTok and find like some random trainer that is just putting free stuff out there. Trust me, that's not the program you, you want to be following. Don't just go on YouTube and find like random videos. Follow an actual program that is a step-by-step -step that builds onto each other. I have that. I have a program that's literally $19 a month. You're inside my app. It's all built out. You can either go to the gym or do it at home. And you can do inner beginner, intermediate, or advanced. It's all in there for 19 bucks a month. And you get the entire program to follow. And if I... Guarantee you, if you follow that program, you will see yourself increase in strength. Your body will change. Your shape will change. You'll decrease body fat. And it's written in a way to support your hormones and your thyroid. So you're not like causing more damage. You can find that on my website. You can find that on my, my socials and all the links and all of that. So please check that out as well. Now, from there, if you are doing body weight workouts, eventually you want to get into the weight part because you need to be bringing in some weight to help with your skeletal muscle, your bone health, to prevent osteopenia, osteoporosis, because as we get older, all of those things are in our hormones shift, but all of those things will start to drop. And so you have to be aware of that. And this is especially women that are like going through perimenopause or menopause. It's very, very important to remember that we are at a high risk for developing osteopenia and osteoporosis when we go through that because of the drop in the hormones. Strength training is one of the things that can help with that, not cardio. Cardio puts more stress on your body if you do it too much. But if you bring in strength training, you actually are working on the prevention of osteopenia and osteoporosis. So remember, start slow. Sometimes you got to back it up and go slower. Give yourself more rest. Make rest a priority. Make sleep a priority. Water, your nutrition, and then exercise. I'm Lizzie Yance on the I'm Not Fine show. Next week, we're going to come back with another banging episode. So guys, please come back and grab the next episode. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.